0: We're all set. What's going on, everybody? We are live with Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 216. KB and Matt coming at you live from Underground Studios. As always, show brought to you by our friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Powered by our friends at Design Tree. Check out our storefront. Get all of your Underground Sports Philadelphia merch. DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use the promo code SPRING20 for 20% off your entire order at checkout. What's going on, Matt? Nothing. Just uh, living the dream, you know? A lot of A uh, lot to get to tonight. Obviously, the Flyers with the biggest game of the season on ice. Uh, so far. Sixers absolutely stink don't know who that team is hitting seasons right around the corner though thank goodness and uh the first alleged Eagles free agency rumor is all but inevitable uh but let's start with the Flyers as they are about to drop the puck against the Capitals in DC Uh, a potential battle for even closer in first place for the Flyers if they win this game they are one point out of first place behind those Capitals um but they're the hottest team in hockey, and that's what's most important here. Brian Elliott starting tonight—bold move by AV. Um, I'm excited for this game. Yeah,
1: uh, obviously, has Carter Hart in mind for uh, for the next game, which is also important. A uh, uh, pretty interesting stretch for the Flyers coming up, but yeah, given uh, Elliott the start in Washington is definitely a bold call. Um, But this team is is riding a hot streak right now. And um, I would say offensively, you don't expect them to slow down all that much. So you you could still uh, believe that the Flyers can go into DC and compete. And I mean, it's kind of interesting, you know, a month and a half ago, you know early January the Flyers were you know 15 16 points back at the Capitals and here we are early March with the ability to overtake first position from them that's really impressive uh and I think just speaks to how hot the Flyers have been I mean we all know the story by now it's, everyone has jumped onto the bandwagon and it's uh has not disappointed us they um showed the Sixers what it's like to go on the road and be a competitive team and win and take care of business in New York (laughs) that's that was very nice of them to give them that demo Uh, of course they didn't take that advice along with them but uh, maybe the Sixers will learn from the Flyers in some way
0: yeah and you know this matchup has a, a lot to do with the playoff implications obviously the Flyers in second place right now uh there were you know some some fun websites putting out some great stats in terms of you know positivity for the flyers they have a 99.9 percent chance to make the playoffs and right now they have the highest odds according to this formula to win the entire thing at 12.7 percent
1: don't love that as much i don't i don't like being the uh, odds on favorite Uh, especially in hockey odds on favorite usually does not go well for you um just because hockey can be uh a a pretty matchup based sport as well and you consider you know it's four rounds seven games uh, series like it's pretty brutal in, in hockey um, but yeah I mean you have to believe that the Flyers are certainly one of the contenders for the Stanley Cup this year I think it's going to be really difficult though the the East is quite a-, a mountain to get through you have teams like the Bruins the Lightning the Capitals um, Flyers haven't played well against teams like the Islanders this year like there's there's lots of tough matchups, and then there's lots of matchups the Flyers haven't haven't matched up very well with this season. So um, it's still quite a gauntlet ahead of them. But I mean, if you continue winning like you are for for another month, that you barrel into the playoffs, I don't see any reason why you, you really can't start to believe that the Flyers could win a Stanley Cup this year. But there's there's a lot of hockey to be played now in between then.
0: Yeah, those odds are from uh, MoneyPuck.com. Uh, the Flyers with a 99.1 percent chance to make the playoffs. chance to make it into the second round, which I believe from this chart is the highest of all the playoff teams currently. Uh, Third round, 37.3% chance, which is also the highest of all the teams there. Uh, Make the Stanley Cup Final at 21.1% chance, and via these odds they would match up with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, And then a 12.7% chance chance to win it all.
1: I mean, a week ago, they had the same set, had the Flyers' odds at 7.6% to, to win. So, you know, it's it's nice, obviously, to, to have all this kind of to, to feast on. And I think especially uh, some Flyers fans really deserve it because they've stuck through this team hardcore and they deserve to, to have a, a Stanley Cup favorite team. Um, but, you know, these are also just projections. You, you can't take them, you know, too seriously, right? Like, and obviously with the way the Flyers have been playing, those are going to get a little boosted. Um, but you know, of course you have to say that, like I said, they, they are one of the favorites and that that's a really strong position to be in. And, um, the fires haven't been favorites for Stanley cup in a long time. You even go back to that 2010 run. They were not one of the, the favorites, um, to, to, to really even go deep, let alone make it to the Stanley cup finals that year. So it's, it's impressive. And, you know, again, we, we've saw over the weekend and, and hopefully again, the night, this team just finds ways to win again. um very interesting that i saw uh, this suite from the nhl public relations which i did not know is a, a harbinger of stats but apparently they are travis Konecny became the third nhl flyers player in the last 21 years to record 60 plus points in a season at age 22 or younger joining mike richards in 0708 and simone gagne in 0102 simone gagne one of my favorites. that's flyers. sensational company it, it really i mean those are two of the best like flyers of this century so far i mean um you know one with maybe a not so great ending to his flyer career and so <laughs> constantly kind of returning yes yeah. <laughs> uh in in his late stages but yeah i mean two really great flyers and then yeah, like you said great company being and you know you factor in just how young tk is it's like uh kind of obscene actually yeah you know, <laughs> how good he's been and uh, another goal on the weekend um and he's just been fantastic lights up player and Flyers have been great, and I'm loving it. I'm I'm lo- like it's just we're
0: flyered up. If you're watching on the yes. live streams, like we're we're rocking flyers yes. gear. Like it's it's an exciting time, and like of all the four sports, like it's it's been a while since we've kind of had this kind of excitement for a team at this critical point in a season, and it's it's fun to experience a joy ride again with a team that has not had a lot of success in the most, you know, recent future and, you know, in the recent past, it's it's something that I think the city needed too in terms of getting behind something with all the expectations the Sixers had coming into the season. Here's the thing. I, I think we just need to throw all expectations out the window for every single team because you look at the Eagles. We had Super Bowl expectations for this team and everyone pretty much died. Uh, the Sixers were NBA Finals favorites and everything, and they can't win on the road. the The Phillies last season, oh, they're going to the World Series. Finished five hundred. Nobody had expectations for the Flyers, and yet here we are.
1: Yeah, they they were certainly, you know, and. That's not to say we thought the Flyers were going to be terrible this season, and I mean, even going back to our season preview, we, we talked. You could you could tell us two scenarios, right? The the Flyers are kind of an above average team, maybe sneak into the playoffs, but the kind of that that borderline playoff team, or they're mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champions, and both 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 were possible. And obviously, both of those things are still yet to be concluded, of course. But um, it seems like they're trending more towards the the latter of those two options, which is obviously the better of the of the outcomes. Um, But yeah, I mean it's it's great, and you know they've uh, picked up some slack where some other Philly teams are lacking, and they're fun to watch. That's like the most important part. Like it's 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 exciting to watch Flyers games. It's not exciting to watch uh, Sixers games at the moment, especially with all the injuries.
0: You can't watch spring training games. Yeah,
1: spring training games are impossible, and the Union only play once a week. So, (laughs) what do you want? (laughs)
0: Um. You know, I was talk we got to do a podcast yesterday from Staples. Shout out to them for having us. Dylan and I were talking shop just on Twitch and about the Flyers and I was like, "When was the last time the Flyers even won this division?" And the Flyers have not won the division since they changed it over the to being right. the Metropolitan and the Atlantic and everything. Last time they finished in first place in the division was
1: 2011-2012. Long time ago. About
0: a decade. Yeah.
1: Which I mean is uh just speaks to kind of the drought in terms of like real success that the Flyers have had uh, you know really all this past decade but um, hopefully they're, they're rewriting some of that and I think what's great about the Flyers too is you know, obviously this season is, is exciting and they're playing well and, and I think we're all optimistic and hopeful about what they can accomplish in the playoffs but you, know, you look at the core of this team and it's you know kind of what you always imagine the sixers to be like you know like <laughs> a lot of these really nice young studs that are, are growing through and um, really contributing to the team now and starting to step up into more major roles and that's that's what makes the the Flyers uh, so interesting is that it, it feels much more sustainable beyond just this year for the for them to be a great team and um, that's that's also another layer I think that adds some excitement.
0: yeah the the Flyers division championships. 2010 2011 was the last time so the cup run and then before that was 2003 2004 when the Flyers kind of mirrored the Eagles going on you know that early 2000s run when they won 99 2000 01 02 and then 03 04 and then didn't win it again until that cup run and have not won it since yeah
1: I mean, and you know you have to think too that was the old Atlantic Division which was always uh really contested you obviously like the Devils heydays were like late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and they were continually like a strong like team throughout like the mid you know 2000s rangers picked it up like late in the in the 2000s um so yeah you know it's it's always been a a really contested division and that's only continued now (laughs) since the uh the reformation um where you have these just uh, you you have some of the best teams if not the all the best teams in the nhl in in one division Um, there's maybe two or three other really really strong teams that that fall outside but uh, you know, the top four, top five in, in the Metro are, you know, all of them have, I think, a legitimate claim to be, mm-hmm. you know, Stanley Cup contenders, if not, you know, a team you don't really want to be facing in the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the division champions since the rebranding of everything in the NHL, it's been the Penguins and Rangers in 2014, 2015, and then all Washington Capitals since. So, I mean, for the Flyers to be this close to the Capitals, especially, you know, the way they've been able to kind of run away with things the past few years. Uh, it's it's awesome to kind of think about that the Flyers could potentially dethrone the Capitals if all things kind of go their way and, you know, the Capitals continue to fall off. And it, it gets started tonight. If you can get two points from the Capitals and pull within one, um you know, going down the stretch, this Flyer schedule down the stretch is also somewhat favorable for them to, you know, continue this success and pull out some wins. And it if you can get it going tonight and then tomorrow uh you go against the hurricanes another important matchup in terms of you know these playoffs and the playoff standings but you get three at home after going to dc tonight which i think is important especially with how the flyers have played at home um just take care of home ice and and potentially come out on top in your next four games with eight more points you know the flyers are on a seven game winning streak right now i believe um i believe tonight could be seven. tonight could be seven so i mean if you add to that and take care of business at home you could have your longest winning streak in quite some time you know we saw the 10 game winning streak and they didn't make the playoffs but if if they can take care of business tonight and do what they do best at home this could be an exciting stretch run of things for the Flyers as we uh, head through the month of March and then the few couple games that they have in, in April to uh, end the regular season.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you also consider that uh, a lot of these teams are facing over the next week and a half, our teams around them in the standings, which accomplishes two goals. Of course you could obviously improve uh, your position. You know, it's, it, it, the destiny is in your hands, so to speak, but also gives you a pretty interesting litmus test of, of how this team is going to fare in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Um, two of these teams the, the islanders and the lightning that they're playing in the next few weeks are teams that haven't really played well against lightning obviously a really strong team and the islanders have kind of had the flyers number this year and both of them could be potential uh you know playoff opponents islanders mm-hmm. and potentially in the first round depending you know seating is going to uh be important for the flyers and the lightning could be you know maybe a, a conference uh you know finals matchup like these these are all going to be really important games uh, just to see where the flyers are at but you know They've continued to win while the, the rest of the division has kind of faltered in, in the last month. And that's been the biggest thing, too, is Flyers are getting hot at a time where you kind of want to be, you know, the hottest team coming into the playoffs and everyone else is, has cooled off or, or maybe lost their way a bit. So hopefully the Flyers can uh, can continue. Hopefully they, they win in D.C. and just see where the season takes us. I think, you know, they are a little bit playing with house money just because the expectations coming in this season were um, – you're really varied. I don't think anyone had them pegged as, you know, uh you know, Stanley Cup hopefuls and you know, I, I think that's that's given them some you know, breathing room. You know, you mm-hmm. look at the Sixers and the pressure that they face. I don't think they've dealt well with that pressure at all. I don't think the Eagles dealt well with the pressure at all. I don't think the Phillies dealt no. well. You know, no 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 team like you had mentioned has really dealt well with the you know, the the preseason favorite tag. Um whereas the Flyers didn't really have to worry about that. And um you know, I, I think that uh that's obviously i think a positive for them especially a young team too you know that yeah obviously has veteran leaders but i think gives these young guys even more reason to just be confident and and be
0: themselves and and play well yeah and i mean they're they're eight and two in their last 10 um you know who would have thought that two new york rangers would have helped this team get to where they are um it's it's an exciting time the the flyers you know our former uh, co host, Brooke Destra, put out an article today on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com welcoming the bandwagon fans because there are a ton. You know, sure, we don't always talk about the Flyers just because it's a, a back and forth, up and down thing. And, um, but, you know, we're, we're fans, but there are those bandwagon fans that are just getting on board because they're successful. And she was like, you know, welcome aboard because the Flyers deserve as many fans as possible during this stretch that they're going on right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited for playoff hockey. That is inevitable. And tonight is essentially a playoff preview, and it should be a playoff-type atmosphere watching the Watch
1: game. It's DC. There's no such thing as atmosphere. That's very true. <laughs>
0: um, but, I mean, you know, watching at home, it, it should feel like you're watching a playoff game, which is exciting, especially this early in the month of March.
1: Yeah. It, it feels, you know, I, I've said this a lot with the Sixers, right? It feels good to have your team – Playing in in meaningful games again, and the, again the the Flyers are in that position where they're they're looking to reclaim some of that glory. And you know, I, I I've seen some interesting discussion too. The, you know, the really the past decade has has been a lot of drought ending in in the NHL. You obviously had the Blues last year, the the Capitals the the year prior. Um, even going back to like teams like the Blackhawks, like these are teams that have had the you know, long-standing droughts of of not winning Stanley Cups. And the Flyers, of course, have a, a pretty significant drought on their hands. Um, could we add to that that list? That would be fantastic. I would, I, I think uh, another another championship in Philly would be great, and uh, another parade to go to. It'd be great if we could have you know two parades in the Philly summer. Very true. But um, you know, let's like I said, let's just. I'm happy to remain optimistic about the the flyers and their chances and just see where the
0: ride takes us. Exactly. And, um, it keeps going. Well, there's going to be more flyers discussion to kick shows off. You know, it's, it's been very rare in the, uh, the two full years we've been able to do this podcast that we've kicked off a show with the flyers. And, you know, it's fun to talk about them when they are succeeding rather than talking about them, like same old flyers, like, you know, typical falling off. And I think, what you brought up getting hot right now at this point in the season is something they typically aren't accustomed to. They typically get hot in, you know, December, January when sure it's fun to watch, but then when they fall off at this point in the season, it's like, okay, what the hell was the point of them going on? You know, that winning streak in January or, you know, beating up on all those playoff team hopefuls in the month of December. It doesn't really matter right now, getting hot and kind of finding their groove, finding that chemistry now is what's important and for them to be able to figure it out now, especially with a coach who's been there, done that with, you know, successful Rangers teams uh, in AV, I think it speaks volumes to what his message has kind of sent to that locker room and what they've been able to figure out uh, and kind of buckle down when it matters.
1: Yeah. And I I think that could be a a hallmark of this team has but just been the the growth over the course of this year. And um, I think again, you know, part of that does tie into the, the bandwagon aspect too, where, yeah, frankly the last few years the flyers have uh i wouldn't say they haven't been fun to watch they've been frustrating to watch mm-hmm. because you've you've always realized that there's been a potential with this team and you we, hear, we heard so much about the prospects and, and the depth that they have coming up and it just wasn't really materializing um you obviously kind of had the the Hextall Hackstall cloud over a lot of the organization and um now that a lot of that has been gone you, you feel like it was a a refreshing of the team. And I, I think that's another reason that gives me hope about, you know, say the Phillies, right. It's, it's a little bit similar to, you know, when you look at the, the Philly situation to the flyers, you know, this past year where you know you get rid of some of that, maybe toxicity around the mm-hmm. team and boom, all of a sudden you have this spark and, and who knows where it can take you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good obviously to have the flyers back as the premier like philly team right you have to say it. like they're the absolutely most, they, they are right now i think the the most excited it, um that anyone's been about philly sports this entire quite some year. time yeah you know, it's just just to be frank I, I think you have to go all the way back to you know the super bowl for mm-hmm. the Eagles or you go back to the sixers when they were on that you know what was it 19 game winning streak going yeah. the playoffs like that those are the types of of you know times that you'll remember even though they didn't always lead to championships or great moments great ending moments but um whatever happens with the flyers on it it feels like this is just the start not a yes uh, this doesn't feel like a flash in the pan this feels like something that's uh, more sustainable which is it gives me a lot of happiness
0: absolutely and uh mm-hmm. you know you gotta you gotta keep your eyes peeled and that's why you should be following us on social media we've got uh a super exciting uh merch drop coming later this week to get you uh flyered up and uh get you ready for st patrick's day as well so check out our friends dsgentry.com underground sports philadelphia it's going to drop in our storefront at the end of the week either thursday or friday um so by the time you're listening to this it could be in our storefront uh very excited for that merch drop uh, it's been in the works since you know the weekend. They kind of got it started, but it should be dropping uh, later this week. So keep your eyes peeled and get ready for St. Patrick's Day with the Flyers. Um, but something else that's sustainable, Matt, is the Sixers' struggles on the road. Uh, they are now zero two on this road trip. Could not piece together a win during the Shake Milton game, uh, where he just absolutely went robot mode and dropped thirty nine points and tied the NBA. Uh, record for most consecutive three-pointers made and they also lost to the Lakers and the road road woes just continue and I, I listened to Derek Bodner did not watch a road game and I felt great about myself and that's what you guys should be doing too there's no need to watch these road games because the outcome is determined before they even start
1: so normally uh, a 10 o'clock start I would be well asleep for but I had soccer late last night and I had the choice of even just throwing it on the radio on my drive home, and I was like nope <laughs> <laughs> um, especially considering Josh Richardson was out in addition to Embiid and Ben Simmons um, that was just as choreographed of a, of a loss as you're gonna get and you know, we, we said that on this road trip, it's very likely the Sixers couldn't win a single game. And, uh, you know. <laughs>
0: here keeping, we are, halfway they're, there. They're
1: keeping a blistering pace with our predictions. And, you know, I, I joked that maybe they would win two or three road games after the All-Star break. And I'm starting to wonder if they will win a single away game mm-hmm. uh, after after the All-Star break here. But, obviously, you know, the, the biggest issue is that this team is uh, pretty riddled with injuries at the moment. Um you know, thankfully they're kinda of shorter term, at least we hope. Yeah. Uh Ben, it's it's a little unclear, but you know, you expect them and Richardson to hopefully back Richardson with a concussion, so could be even be back uh later this week. But uh it's not a great position for the no. Sixers to be in. Uh, I mean, they might even fall to the sixth seed if they keep if they keep losing like this and um you know, Horford's getting trashed, not even just by the fans, by his competitors now. Uh A D had some some choice words about him and I mean can you even say that he's wrong i don't i don't think he can and he's just getting absolutely just rinsed during games and it is a uh it is about as toxic of a of a of a storm that we've had surrounding philly sports in a while. to be very honest i, I like it. you even look at like some of the eagles like woes like during the regular seasons you know in the past few years and stuff and it hasn't really gotten there we've talked about the flyers and mm-hmm. like their their low points it's really never been like this like uh, a lot of hatred <laughs> a, lot yeah. of, a lot of actual anger and frustration and I don't blame people for feeling that way it's I've I've always been um a grass a uh, 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 what is it uh glass half full guy mm-hmm. especially about the Sixers but um it is very hard to be passive.
0: <laughs> it's so bad it is so bad and we're feeling this way. Like I think a lot more people were positive during the process. Yeah, when they were winning ten games, there was
1: a light at the end of the tunnel. Now
0: it's just like you know that light at the end of the tunnel was a brick wall. Now we're paying
1: uh, Al Horford one hundred nine million dollars,
0: <laughs> and hard to be optimistic. He about that. is atrocious. Send him to the moon and just let him fly in orbit. I don't know if you saw. Uh, I don't know if it's on where it came from, but apparently. Jackie McMullin, uh, said, I don't know if it was on like Around the Horn or something, uh, that Al Horford's dealing with an Achilles injury. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the Sixers medical team to not know how to diagnose an Achilles injury, but also, if you're Al Horford and you have an Achilles injury, why are you not saying something?
1: I, I worry that the Sixers medical team wouldn't know if there was a dead person right in front of them. That yeah. They would be able to properly diagnose that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like some of the Horford stuff might be uh, some some agent work mm-hmm. to make it seem like this poor performance isn't isn't really uh, isn't really just down to him. It's down to some injury or whatever. But um, you know, the, the the Horford question is going to linger. And the issue is, is that even if you, even if by some miracle you're able to find someone dumb enough to take Al Horford, uh, it's not like the Sixers are in some great position. They're still over the cap. <laughs> yeah, like you're still in a still in a rough spot. Uh, even if even if you do find a way to dump Portford and you're gonna have to add a sweetener, um, to to do so, and I just, it's exhausting. It's it's so crazy. It like, and we've mentioned this, but it's crazy. The 180 that we've done on the Sixers and the Flyers this year. The Sixers, so excited for us, so, so happy and and ready for them to be competitors, and then you know, just be get the know, revenge on last season, be. and um, now all of a sudden I'm. I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather watch the Flyers. Yes, <laughs> and the, the, the 6 they are just exhausting. It just mm-hmm. really is. It is just ex- this. This is, season has felt like it has taken four years to get to this point, point. and um, I don't know. It's just I, like my body is sore. I am fatigued, and there just feels like there's no end in sight either. And it, it's just the the negativity's not going to stop anytime soon. And I, I expect we'll we'll probably lose Brett Brown this summer. Um, who knows who we get in the door? But I, I, there's there's going to be at least one pretty big change to this team. I, I doubt it'll be personnel wise because there's not a lot of wiggle room for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if Brett Brown is here next year for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean the way that things have gone, and we've talked about how uh, the ownership group should just sell the team. You know, especially with the report of. The, uh, the Trailblazers are selling, um, and you see how much they're worth, why not? You well, know? the Trailblazers
1: have been in limbo, too, because yeah. their owner passed, unfortunately, and they've always kind of had this, you know, the past, what was it, like two years, he passed away, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, Portland is, like, a great... If they're town, worth
0: $1.85 billion, yeah. what are the Sixers worth?
1: Probably two and a half. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an account. but yeah, they, Sixers are worth uh, comfortably more than that, of course.
0: Ownership groups should just get the hell out. There's no need for them to be here anymore. Um, and honestly, I think the best case scenario for the Sixers team is if the owners sell and you just kind of get rid of everybody in that front office. It's it's more than likely the best case scenario for this team to have fresh faces have new thoughts and ideas and and people who actually care about winning basketball games for more than just the profit of yeah. the team
1: um yeah and i mean if we can recall back to sam hanky's resignation late the resignation jesus
0: sixers <laughs> <Where's> brain
1: words <laughs> are really tough uh when he said that he's sure they'll have no problem in the future separating the the Delaware Valley from their pockets, I think that was a uh, quite a shot at what this ownership mm-hmm. group's real real focus is. And whatever, I mean, they're the owners, so of course they have every right to want to turn a profit. Right. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that's like a a great scenario you've just laid out, where like if we sit, they sell the team and we get some yeah. From that the front is office, like wishful but, um, thinking. I don't see it happening. No, <laughs> um, and I mean. Philly, I, I think we talked about this last week. Philly's been lucky that we have pretty decent owners. We don't have these ones that uh actively hate the team and uh, you know make public announcements about uh, the fans sucking it and all this. Um, you know we don't have any like relocation issues or mm-hmm. things like that. So I guess that's good. But um, yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, it's just it's going to reach a breaking point where you know the Sixers faithful had, returned the faith and returned the favor by showing up and selling out crowds and has become, you know, the, the top three attendants mm-hmm. in the last few years in the league. And, you know, has produced a, a great, clearly great home court advantage for this team. Um, you're going to reach a breaking point where fans don't want to spend the money, more, especially if the flyers continue the way they are. Especially uh, if you keep raising
0: season ticket prices, the price, way that they are raising
1: prices. Like, I don't know, man, like it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough sell for people. um, and, and you're going you're gonna to lose got, some of that shine you've
0: got social media groups forming to have Sixers fans that have tickets to sell you know between each other rather than going to StubHub which is where the Sixers are making their money because StubHub is their official partner and um, you know you talk about the sellouts and everything the, the ownership group and people close to the ownership group are buying out tickets to then resell that's why there's always Sixers tickets available on StubHub um So, I mean, like there's going to be that breaking point, like you said, where Sixers fans are just going to stop coming and, you know, you can watch them on TV, whatever, but there's going to be a point where Wells Fargo Center is not going to have that same luster and, you know, X factor that it does right now.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, you're looking at another pretty stagnant year. This might even regress this year. Yeah. (laughs) You know, another, like, low 50s, maybe even high 40s when this hits. Who knows how this turns out. Um, And I I think that's just not good for the future of the Sixers. And, again, you know, this – this dream that we were sold on during the process was that after all of this, we're going to be championship contenders. And that felt like the truth the last two years. Mm-hmm. It felt like, all right, we're, I see where this can go. Of course, there's not, nothing's guaranteed. And you know, when you don't have someone like LeBron in your team, you you really don't have uh, the, the odds that you really want, but um, it felt doable. And this year it's just been uh, just crap. <laughs> and you, you know, what's funny about the shake Milton thing too, is, uh, Where's he been all season?
0: On the bench, and and Brett Brown said that he was effectively out of the rotation. Told Shake that to his face.
1: It's um, you know, I like, I I'm starting to get why Glenn Robinson III maybe didn't hasn't enjoyed his like week and a half here. Finally made a
0: three. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank God.
0: Thanks for putting the three in your name.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a weird environment for the Sixers and. I don't know when these clouds are going to pass, if ever, because we, we are in a storm right now, and um, we do not have the supplies to ride it out,
0: I don't uh, think. Flyers down one nothing. That's fine. Uh, we'll bounce back, though. But uh, broader horizons are on the way, because spring is in the air, Phillies nice. baseball is right around the corner. Obviously, you have to uh, create the mental image because Major League Baseball doesn't like broadcasting spring training games to uh, help their fans watch the sport. Um, but JT Real Muto, first pitch he saw today, home run in the leadoff position. Very alpha move. <laughs> uh, proving you know that the Arbiter got it wrong. And then uh, two batters later, Bryce Harper with a two-run home run. And then later on in the game, Bryce hits a second home run uh I'm just craving Phillies baseball.
1: Yeah, I saw the uh the crowd footage of I, I don't know which of Bryce's home runs it was, but absolutely smashed it. Um man, it, it, yeah, it gives you a lot of excitement for the th- You know what sucks about spring training though is it just feels like it's such a tease cuz like you get so excited about it and you look at it and like it's nice weather, obviously in Florida. Um but we're still like a month away. Now we're obviously a little closer, but still like a month away from from real baseball now, but Philly's been good during spring training, which is obviously a positive sign. Um, can't take too much, you know, uh, credit for, you know, uh, spring training mm-hmm. results and wins. But, you know, the fact that some you know, more fringe guys are performing well and, you know, again, you have some of these bigger names coming back and, and getting into the groove again, that's always positive. You know, you, you celebrate every victory you can. And, um, yeah, maybe the Flyers have laid the template for what to do as a Philly team. Uh, build some hype, suck. <laughs> uh, come fire your coach and reshuffle your front office. Come back and be great. Maybe you know we what a concept. Did one of those two things for the Phillies. So maybe maybe this season will be uh, in in that same vein.
0: Aaron Nola, pretty quality outing. Four innings. Uh, only gave up four hits, two earned runs, two strikeouts. I mean, I'm I'm ready for the Aaron Nola rebound season of just consistency and kind of looking more like. Uh, you know, the 2018 season, then 2019. Uh, Hector Neris got in this game. J.D. Hammer got in this game. Uh, J.D. had a, a very good outing. One inning pitch, two strikeouts, only one walk, uh, which has been his issue. As uh, is He likes to dish out the walks. So to only give up one in the one inning, I'll take that. Um, because I really want to see J.D. Hammer be the future closer of this team just because hammer time it's hammer time <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's got the he's got the wild thing look and it's it's just too perfect uh but jt went one for he went three for three today scored a run with the rbi with the home run uh phil Gosselin played in this game scott kingrey played in this game um you know this was a, a very good game for the phillies they win at 9-7 against the pirates um nine runs on nine hits only blemish i'd say is they committed two errors but again it's spring training it'll figure itself out um
1: remember last year we went like a
0: month under the season without committing an error <laughs> and we were we were
1: scoring and everything looked so bright and green about the Phillies
0: Then <laughs> it all then it all came crashing down It really did um but i mean one thing we uh we definitely have to be excited about is our boy He's he's having a great spring, man. Alec budding Chad right here. <laughs> Alec Bohm is having on hell of a spring. Yes. And it's exciting to uh to think about. And you know, if if he can somehow force his way to making the Phillies really think about getting him on this roster, especially with Andrew McCutcheon being out, you know, you got to take that into account. He's going to start the season more than likely on the injured list. You can put Alec Bohm's bat into this lineup and he just kind of figures because at some point he's got to get his feet wet. You know, he's gonna be part of this team, in my opinion, and that's why they haven't made a move for Chris Bryant or Nolan Arenado, and that makes us happy because we've bought into the Alec Bohm, you know, concept of him being one of these cornerstone pieces and being a prospect that actually works out for this team. If he can force his hand and and end up on this roster, say by May. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, the the optimist in me is uh, he starts opening day. Um, yes. <laughs> so the realist is that we yeah we don't seem to like May or June. Um... But I mean, as I think if we see him in like the first third of the season, I'll be really excited uh, just because the the Phillies in the past have been a little slow to call people up. I think we've complained about this in the past that, you know, you have uh, division rivals calling dudes up at 19 and we're waiting till they're 29 and have a mortgage to, to call them up. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's a little different with, with Alec and. I think why not give him? I we were calling for him to get a shot last year mm-hmm. uh, when when the season was dead. Of course, that was going to be a little less likely just because of the uh, you know the the service time crap and all that. You know how much like to screw these guys over, but yeah, I, I would love to see Alec Bohm. Not not even just for personal reasons, but you know anytime you can bring up guys to your uh, your farm system and that you you tank to get um, that'd be great. And that, obviously that means that those losses didn't just mean nothing they weren't in vain you you actually brought some talent in that can help you out and phillies haven't had a lot of that you, know, you look at a lot of this this lineup here it's a lot of uh, free agent signings and trades you know not a lot of homegrown players um obviously a few sprinkled in mm-hmm. but for the most part i mean this is a pretty hodgepodge team so you know the more guys you could get to that that you drafted and grew and and you know grown through your organization i think I think the fans just like that more, and those guys are, are usually more prone to being like fans' favorite. Especially
0: you know? since he was the number three overall pick yeah. in his draft. Um, but he also might have the opportunity to be part of Team USA as their third baseman in the Olympics uh, if they actually happen. Yeah. Uh, wash your hands, people. Wash yeah. your hands. Wash your faces if you have facial hair. It's, it's not that hard. Um, but Alec Bohm's under consideration uh, to be. You know, a third baseman on Team USA, which is also extremely exciting. That we could have the opportunity to watch Alec Bohm play in the Olympics, uh, if Team USA ends up qualifying.
1: Yeah, which is which is great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful the Olympics don't get canceled. Obviously, whatever's best for like you know, the future health and safety of the planet. <laughs> Let's go for that. But uh, very hopeful that that we get to see the because I love the Olympics uh, very much. Looking forward to that this summer. But it'd be great to see Alec
0: Bohm there as well. Yeah, the, uh, the tournament scheduled from March 22nd to the 27th, um, by which time the Phillies will more than likely have assigned him to minor league camp, but because the Iron Pigs uh, opener isn't until April 9th, uh, the Olympic qualifier wouldn't delay his season at all. Um, and then, although a decision hasn't been made yet, the Phillies are open to letting him play, which is also exciting to let him go play with some of the best talents in, in the country. And... Uh, kind of like get his feet wet in international play. Um, I'd love to watch Alec Bohm play in the Olympics, and then once he's done there, just keep it going and uh, come play for the Phillies and be our starting third baseman. To be frank,
1: I'd love to watch Alec Boehm do anything. That's uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in uh, Alec Bohm vlogging. <laughs> 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 I would like that.
0: Alec Bohm, if you end up listening to this, come start a YouTube channel,
1: Bohm Zone. <laughs> There's John, that's fit. a working title you do not have to use that one <laughs> you feel free to change that as you like but Some, take it if you like it
0: someone's gonna have a target out in in the outfield this season the and boom that
1: would be good get okay Phillies if you take that pay me but Alex, yes. boom you can use it for your own purposes
0: that's ours yes um
1: the boom zone
0: he's gotta hit the target every single time that's that's where he's hitting his home runs it's the boom zone um yeah Hey, I mean, if he wants to get into the, the internet media world, come join us. Yeah. That'd be, you know, if you want to you work with us, we, we work with Cole Irvin a little bit. He'll he'll let you know. We, we do some fun stuff. So, if Alec Boehm wants to uh, come through, let us know. Did you see the story in The Athletic, Matt, about uh, Joe Girardi and his first baseball coach showing up to spring training? Um, and he kind of just compared it to uh, him being like squints and... <laughs> the sandlot
1: i did not Uh, my phone has been uh limping through this past week Uh, i have an iphone 6s that i've had for like five years and the battery has never been great on it (laughs) and uh it is limping so i have not used my it's been kind of refreshing actually i've been very uh social media technology free like this past week um obviously i have to get my phone fixed but or just a new one but um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't really. I've been a little disconnected. It's been a little refreshing, actually. So I did not tell me all about it, though. So uh, interested.
0: his first coach surprised him at spring training, gave him a ball, uh, and every he gave his coach a ball and everything. Uh, this story is from Matt Gelb, but um, his first coach ever that got him into baseball um, showed up at spring training, and um, you know to to see. Joe Girardi kind of still having that impact on somebody in his life, um, where they just kind of show up to spring training. It's like, Hey, how's it going? Um, I think it's pretty cool. And you know, the, uh, that kind of speaks to who Joe Girardi is and to have the impact he has on other people outside of the major league baseball spectrum. Um, I think is really cool. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good read and uh megan gannon she um tweeted out the the photos and everything with it going down she's a reporter down in florida um and it's her dad who coached joe Girardi in illinois when he was a kid um so really cool stuff definitely check out the article if you get a chance to um it's really well done by matt gelb and um you know the baseball and its coincidences is one of the lines gelb uses in here and It's definitely true. You know, the stories that come from baseball and and Major League Baseball are second to none, so definitely give that article a read if you get the chance to because it's really good stuff. And if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, what are you doing? Um, But we've got our first free agency rumor of the NFL season, obviously waiting for the CBA to kind of figure itself out. But a former Cowboy kind of looks like it's inevitable that he's going to be putting on the midnight green and flying with the Eagles next season. That's Byron Jones. Uh, he's a guy that you know the Eagles had their eyes on when he was in the draft. That was the Nelson Aguilar draft. Um, but it seems like the Eagles are ready to just kind of back up the Brinks truck and pay Byron Jones to come be their lockdown number one corner.
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, of monikers, uh, we could go with Lord Byron for this one. There we uh, go was he was he was a romantic writer wasn't he I think so so go let's go for that let's go for that angle <laughs> um but yeah I mean it, it'd be a good signing and, and we had kind of talked about um you know just being going for him or someone like Darius Slay and uh you know the the, the pros and cons to signing for someone mm-hmm. who's just straight off free agency or for trading for them and, and value and all this um yeah I think byron Jones would be a good addition i think probably the most important thing for the Eagles this offseason is the draft though and and what kind of uh you can you can build through that we know how important though the wide receiver position is to to the Eagles right now and that this is as good of a draft as you're going to get for that and you've kept a lot of those assets around so let's hope that Byron Jones isn't the only player that gets us excited but i think there's there's definitely reason to be excited about him
0: uh so this report comes from uh Ralph Acciano who covers the NFL for uh, SNY. He's an NFL insider for the Jets. Um, says, quote, both Byron Jones and James Bradbury, who is uh, Carolina Panthers corner, who's also hitting free agency, who I absolutely love, um, are apparently looking for contracts worth at least $15 million per season or more on average than what the Jets gave uh, to one of their corners. Even if the Jets are willing to go that high, they are not the favorites to land either of these guys. For the most part, sources expect Jones will land in Philadelphia while Bradbury ends up in Washington. Washington
1: loves spending big on corners that aren't going to get them anywhere. <laughs> the
0: biggest <laughs> part of that link is that Bradbury played for Ron Rivera, so that makes sense to me in terms of why he'd probably want to end up going there, knowing Rivera's a defensive-minded coach. Um, but, you know, things are are shifting, too, because just yesterday the Broncos traded uh, for A.J. Bouye, who was a corner that was available on the market. Uh, So that takes the Broncos out of any chance of getting Byron Jones, in my opinion. Um, But, I mean, if Byron Jones ends up here, the only issue I have with Byron Jones is he's got two interceptions in his entire career. Um, He's been in the league for four years now to average a half an interception per season is concerning to me but a lot of people say that that's more or less the system that the Cowboys run and it kind of didn't play to his strengths so I'm interested you know obviously we've had our druthers with free agent corners where they've worked or they haven't worked you know go look at Namdi. obviously the Eagles didn't put him in the best situation uh, for his talents when he was here look at Byron Maxwell he was terrible when he was here but you also had the success stories of, like, Asante Samuel when they signed him away from the Patriots on a big-money deal. He was great for the Eagles. So, I mean, I'm definitely intrigued. He's 27 years old, um, so he's kind of just hitting that prime of his career. And the Eagles desperately kind of need that number one corner. If they can address that, bring him in, say, bring Jalen Mills back, um, you know, those are your two starting corners. I'd be thoroughly okay with that.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, also you sign someone like this, that's kind of one less... To, uh tier of importance when you come draft time. Mm-hmm. again, I can't stress this enough how important this draft's going to be for the Eagles in their future, because uh, not just the season coming up is going to be hinging on it, but this, Eagles are kind of rebuilding a little bit mm-hmm. on the fly here. So they're not really tearing anything down, but they're, they're going to have to plug some holes. And, um, you know, I, I think if you can shore up some positions here that, that you don't have to worry about and focus on four or five areas instead, uh, that would obviously be advantageous for, for Philly moving forward.
0: And uh, apparently Adam Schefter said either today on a radio spot or on TV that uh, the Eagles, there is some smoke about them potentially moving up in the draft to uh, go get a wide receiver named C.D. Lamb, which is my guy. I want him on this Eagles team. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. Um You'd obviously have to make some sort of close to Julio Jones trade-up like the Falcons did when Julio was coming out of college, but it's so worth it. This Eagles team can't get complacent when it comes to wide receiver in the draft. They need to get one of these dynamic playmakers uh, at the top of the draft and also need to come away with at least one other wide receiver in this draft class because you can't rely on Deshaun Jackson staying healthy for an entire uh, 16-game season. JJ Ortega-Whiteside is a complete unknown, and there's nobody else. You know, Greg Ward, that's your wide receiver room right now. It's those three guys. You need to add wide receivers. Uh, the wide receiver class in free agency is not great. It's Amari Cooper, a little bit of a drop-off, Robbie Anderson, and then a bunch of depth guys. And the wide receiver class doesn't look like it's going to be that expensive, so if you want to go get a depth guy in free agency, sure. But I think there's a lot more... Uh, opportunity to go get young guys in this draft across the board and focus on some other points in free agency. And I mean, hey, if you want to trade for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars, he's 24 years old, he wants out of Jacksonville, Uh, the Jaguars are planning on tagging him.
1: I think it'd be easier to make a list of who wants to stay in Jacksonville.
0: That's very true. You know, they're pretty much shipping every single person out of that organization yeah,
1: Leonard Fournette's tweet the uh, the Will Smith yes. gif
0: and he tagged Will Smith uh in his Instagram post which is absolutely hilarious um you know this this Eagles offseason is probably the most important they've had since acquiring Carson Wentz in the draft and, and getting that draft pick
1: yeah I mean the Eagles have a uh, decent success in trading up for their guy if if they uh deem them the one they will they will move to to make that decision and I think people question it for Carson um I don't think well there are probably still some people mm-hmm. questioning that but
0: uh they shouldn't Especially so, with the buffoons on uh, Talking Head TV shows yeah, Saying well, they need to bring Nick Foles back Yeah,
1: it's weird how uh, he sent a huge contract And uh, <laughs> immediately the Jaguars like, oh, this is a mistake Get him out <laughs> um, Yeah, so ho- hopefully the, the birds do some, some nice work this offseason
0: Gotta to believe in them Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's no reason to not believe in them Until they prove otherwise um, Some personal news for us, Matt uh, We found out just the other day We're going to be hanging out at Subaru Park a lot this summer. We are officially approved for season-long credentials with the Philadelphia Union. We were talking about the Union on the last show. A little teaser to what was coming. Very excited uh, for this new adventure for us. Myself, Matt, and our boy Kevin Guest um, will be covering the team all season long down at Subaru Park. Very excited to uh, be in that atmosphere, be around uh, the Sons of Ben. And uh, covering a union team that should be very exciting this season. So very pumped. Once we made the announcement, tons of you know union fans started coming to our Twitter page. So feel free. Keep coming. Uh, we're going to be putting out a ton of union content uh, this entire season. And we're pumped to uh, be a part of this union media family now
1: yeah rough uh, opening day for the union uh not a not a great performance in dallas but um and it does not get easier because they play lafc this week one of the the best teams in the league with one of the best players if not the best uh, carlos vea so not a not an easy stretch to open the season but um you know hopefully you get through that be at the home opener which will be very exciting um and yeah, I mean, there could be some additions to the team too. Bedoya is no longer a DP, which means some some money opened up for the, the union. Maybe maybe a new face there. Um, but yeah, it should be a could be a very promising season for the union. There's there's plenty to be excited about still. So that's uh, it's all in the up and up for us. Absolutely, uh,
0: we have some other things in the works stay tuned for them um but also happy birthday to the son that was promised matisse theibel um but we have some stuff in the works the potentially. only sixer who deserves nice things and all of our smiles uh we have some things in the works though that are coming very very soon so that's why you should be following us on social media at underground phi on twitter and instagram uh click the follow button on the twitch channel underground sports phi on twitch Uh, So it's twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Same thing with Facebook, facebook.com slash underground sports PHI. It's where you get all of our live shows. So you can watch us talk about these silly sports teams and uh, all of our, our thoughts and uh, anything else that comes to mind with them. And then make sure you follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorino, myself at kbizzl 311 and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you're feeling about this Flyers team. Scream at the Sixers all you want with a five-star rating or review. Let us know how you're feeling about this Phillies team and if Byron Jones is the guy that you want the Eagles to kind of address in free agency and how you're feeling about this Union squad as uh, they get set for game number two this upcoming weekend. But uh, anything that comes to mind, five stars only. We have standards. We know you do too. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can check us out on Spotify. Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back on Saturday. We'll figure out the time because the Wings have an afternoon game. Uh, They play at 1 o'clock, so we might go early, might go later in the day. We'll let you guys know on Twitter. Um, But we'll definitely keep you guys up to date with that. And uh, we'll be talking, you know, Flyers, hopefully they come out with a big win in this game against the Capitals, currently down one nothing. We'll be talking about the Sixers more than likely losing more road games, if anything develops with this Eagles team, uh, as free agency gets closer. And hopefully we'll be able to watch some more spring training games and uh, previewing the Union as well. But uh, as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharme's Pro Foot. Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie, Incorporated, Bob Novick, Aldemar, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and, of course, our friends at Design Tree. We're going to go watch Survivor, like we always say. Tweet at us if you watch Survivor. We'd love to talk about it uh, with you on the Twitter machine and uh, get this Survivor crossover community uh, even bigger with our show because it's part of our brand But uh, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 216. For Matt, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace.